Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Common Sense Show.tv. And uh, goodness gracious me, we've had technical difficulties, but we overcame. We're here. We have a terrific show for you today. And um, I'm going to let Doug take most of the lead on this, although I do have some pertinent questions. We're going to be talking all things UFOs. Uh, Doug, you want to pick this up from here and uh, introduce our guest and get us rolling? Uh, Yeah, everyone, thanks for being on with us. Uh, This is Mr. Michael Horn, as you see over here. And uh, Mr. Michael Horn is considered to be one of the uh, top most uh, knowledgeable people on UFOlogy in the world currently. And uh, I am ecstatic to have you on, sir. I have so many questions. We probably don't have time. But one of the things I wanted to uh, really get out there uh, is uh, the fact that the Pentagon has recently came out and said that UFOs are now a threat. Um, <laughs> I recently did a, a podcast describing how ridiculous that statement is uh, because since 1947 when Roswell was first recorded all the way to 1969 when the ending of Blue Book, the Air Force came out and said that UFOs were absolutely 100% not a threat to the national security of the United States. They were not considered to be anything uh, intelligent. They were not considered to be anything beyond man-made. They weren't considered to be anything beyond uh, a a potential uh, misnomenclature of natural events like swamp gas and stars and satellites and all that. Uh, before I get any further, do you think that statement is true based off of the what Project Blue Book ended with? Or do you think that now the Pentagon is actually delivering the real truth? And thanks for being on with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, truly. Um, let me try it like this. The higher levels of military intelligence, that would mean the Pentagon and also things like the CAA, have long known that there are craft that are not terrestrial in origin. Now, having said that, I want to introduce this, that as far back as the 1920s, alternative craft, electromagnetic drives and other things like that were already being developed and after the second, well, go back farther. At the time of the First World War, objects were being seen in the sky by the protagonists, antagonists, and they each thought it must be a secret weapon from their enemy. Because nobody was ever attacked by them, everybody was able to figure out this isn't terrestrial. And that began, if you will, and I, 
I don't mean this in any way, one way or the other. I'm not much into conspiracies. There are real ones, but I focus largely on what I can prove, factual stuff. Um, and also then I will say, according to the information in the case that I represent. So having said that, these craft were acknowledged and a conspiracy, if you will, now that I've said it, of silence, was entered into by the U.S. and other countries. Woodrow Wilson, the early president, carried that on. And each president that had any right to know that could be let in was informed about the existence of non-terrestrial craft. After uh, Now, the Roswell incident was a real incident. I learned about it actually in about 1957 when I was in high school. And a kid, I, I'll never forget it, walks up to me and tells me his dad just told him about this thing. And I said, what is that? He says, well, they took a flying saucer to, to Ohio some years ago. And I went, really? It just embedded in my mind. Okay. Now we move up a little bit more with this threat idea. Now, here, when Lou Elizondo came out with that nonsense, I published an article, have published several saying, really? A threat. 70 years of UFOs they're now acknowledging, and they're thinking that might be a threat, but they're going to give a committee six months to determine if this is a threat. I mean, it's so bogus. It's really bad. However, that TikTok video clip, which is not a high quality thing. Our films are far and away beyond that, and they're all pre-digital. That information about who is most likely operating, flying those craft was actually spoken about a little more than seven years ago by the man I represent, Billy Meyer. We have a video up where he explains, and of course, there's no tic-tac that we're talking about at the time. He said there are, in addition to the people that he claims to have been meeting with since he was a five-year-old boy, face-to-face, for 80 years, there are about three other groups that he calls the Earth Foreigners that are based primarily, with the exception of one of them, under the ground and had existences going back many, many years, thousands, on the surface, some of them being now the descendants of gods from Egypt and South and Central America. I don't mean to go too far afoot here, but I want to just give you a little here. This is a highly bogus, it's really designed to promote war, more weapons, invasions. And I recently got the first response from the U.S. government. There's something called the HICCCS, uh, House Intelligence, Counterintelligence, Counterterrorism, Counter something or other subcommittee. And I sent them a bunch of Meyer stuff, knowing full well that, you know, they've got to know. But it, I actually got a response. I'm for it from the woman that I sent it to, who's a national security advisor. I'm forwarding this to the committee. Thank you very much. I thanked her. I sent her more information recently. I'm going to shut up in a second. But the information I just sent her has to do with the specific predictions pertaining to what's going on now, where it will lead us. And what will happen to our country? And she wrote me back saying, wow, this is very interesting. I'm forwarding it. So I've thrown a lot of stuff out there. Let me stop, because I think you might want to march through this a little more. Yeah. Um, Mr. Horn, I was wondering if you're familiar with um, senior non-com of NATO, the late uh, Bob Dean. Did you know Bob? I didn't know him, but I knew um, of him. 
Uh, we probably appeared at some of the same conferences. Sure. I've seen a video or two. He actually had spoken favorably about this case. He knew this the Billy Meyer contacts were real. Right. And he'd spoken about that. And, uh, you know, I, what I should say here, the UFO part of this obviously is fascinating. It's the least important part of that. I, I say this to people so that whenever we can and, you know, and how much time we can get to it, we move into the reason. This is the thing that is never asked in all of ufology. If the contacts are real, what's the reason for them? Why would, if they exist, advanced, highly technologically developed and advanced space traveling, long lived people who had to become long lifespans to, to evolve through space travel. Why would they come here and flit around the skies? Those that are not secret military, because most are 90% at least. Why would they appear? And why would they contact one man in Switzerland, a guy who's dodged 24 attempts in his life for his trouble? Why would they? The reason is, and I've said this since 2004, to help us assure our very threatened future survival. These contacts go back to six other contactees over mm-hmm. 10,000 years ago. Look, I want to just get, share with you, get your reaction to this as you go down this path. Um, I actually was in some private briefings with Sergeant Bob Dean, uh, Vance Davis, formerly of the NSA, and Bill Pollock, formerly of Air Force Intelligence, late Bill Pollock. And we actually had a meeting one time in the back of a hair salon in Mesa, Arizona, with some select people just to share data. And I wanted to get your reaction to this. Bob said, and I don't remember the exact number, but he said there were somewhere around two dozen, uh, roughly speaking, advanced alien races. Some were friendly to us and wanted to promote our survival, and some were exploitive and they were trying to, the others were trying to hold them in check. Do you, do you agree with that statement? I don't think it's quite like that, though the information that I've been studying for 43 years would relate to it in this way. According to the information in this case, going back thousands of years, a human extraterrestrial race, among many, came here. Not the first race to do so. This goes back millions of years. A race that wanted to enslave humankind and ultimately had a base that they developed deep about a mile below the Great Pyramid. Okay. And they, over time, uh, were responsible for lots of things that were not good. They had a, a uh, an advanced kind of telepathic control over several hundred leaders of different kinds on Earth. And they also uh, worked phony contacts on people, and they called it the Ashtar Command. It's it's a long story. You've probably heard of this. I've heard of this, yes. So these people actually, according to this information, were taken off the planet in 1978 when they were trying another one of their assassination attempts. They were trying to blow up Billy's home, and it's a it's an interesting story. Yeah. The reason I cautiously say, according to information, the case. If someone says to me, can you prove this is true? I say, yes, anybody can. Can you prove that everything in strike and say, no, I can't do that because I can't prove things pertaining to the far distant past that we haven't discovered or the as yet unarrived future. But we've correlated right now over 250 specific examples, error-free, prophetically accurate, scientific geopolitical, pertaining to the war, yes, indeed, environmental, 
medical pertaining to COVID, among other things, and economic information. As a quick throw in on the last one, 2006, I'm visiting with Meyer in Switzerland, and I just felt compelled to ask him, I said, Billy, was the Iraq war fundamentally about oil? He looked at me, and never forget, he says, no, fundamentally, it's about your dollar, and if things go a certain way, you may as well roll cigarettes with your paper money. 2006, I put the video up, it's online. So, I think that he was onto something, and he elaborated on it five years ago, describing the breakdown, the coming global financial collapse, the causes, the consequences. And in that document, and all this is free on the website and all this stuff, in that document he says, the American people will be dispossessed. The government will turn the police and the military against the partly heavily armed populace. So I'll stop there. I might have gone. Wow, that's that's a pretty amazing statement given what we're going through today. Oh, there's more. Yeah. Look, that what truly we're going is. through with I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Doug? Doug's microphone seems to be. I'll tell oh, you, okay. the, the, the gremlins are out. That's okay. Uh, I'm still live. We'll recapture Doug in a minute. Uh, I know Billy Meyer had a lot of interaction with Art Bell, and although I didn't know Art well, I knew him through other people that I know well. And uh, Bill and Art Bell was really taken with him. He thought he was one of the real ones. And um, you, you've have you written you've written a book about this, correct? And let's get this out here so people can make a note and go get that book. Actually, I have not authored books specifically on this. I've produced four documentaries four documentaries, each of which I would put prophetic information and each subsequent documentary later on, that stuff would be fulfilled. I mean, Meyer back in 81 and 87 said, uh, the United States of America will have two coming civil wars and it cannot be helped that these will, the country will break up 1981 and 87. What's the Swiss guy in the mountains with one arm talking about American civil wars? Art Bell had interviewed me a couple of times. I don't think he ever interviewed Billy particularly, but he found out it was a case and he, the, one of the interviews was four hours long and I, I loved it. His producer called me and said, Oh, I want to apologize. I said, why? She said, Oh, Art was so harsh with you. I said, well, that's the kind of an interview that he should do because this is, look, if guys, nowadays everybody and their brother thinks they're a UFO investigator and a contactee, the confirmed existence of and contact with advanced space traveling extraterrestrials would be the single most important then true story in all of science and history. It's not going on everywhere with everybody and their uncle. So when people in ufology and all the rest are talking about it as if it's happening every day, this is nothing. This is not <laughs> a lot of disinformation floating around. So I appreciated when art was grilling me because all I, anybody needs to do, refer to the Meyer material and check it out. Copyrights verify his predictions. It's it's so ironclad. If we get to it, I'll tell you an interesting story about a, being interrogated. Uh, well, let me ask you about the Civil Wars for a second. Did did Billy give any specific information about approximate time frames and what the issues would be? 
No, uh, except this. You see, very often in the beginning, they were giving dates for certain things. And then they said, we're not going to do that anymore. People don't seem to learn. And then if they get a date, they try. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time brian interfere with something. rather than prepare for it they Makes try sense. to alter that's yeah. going to make something worse so what Myers said was if uh the people in america do not change the course of the country he said this first in 75 and then in 2012 after 2020 the superpower USA will cease to exist. That didn't mean we're going to be bombed out of existence, folks. It means USA is United States of America. Superpower is a status. If we have those civil wars after 2020, which is what I thought he was certainly saying, we are no longer a united country. And we're no longer a superpower because we of the situations with China, which they were foretelling in 1976, the collaboration between Russia and China because of the provocation of the West, the secret American government, not the American people who don't really want to be destroyed. Thank you very much. Yeah. NATO, the UK, the EU. They, 
They have predicted all of this. In 87, he publishes information about the attacks that Russia will launch against Finland, Sweden, and Norway. Now, why? They were all neutral in 87. They are not looking very neutral now. They're about to join NATO, right? That's right. And in a book, which we sold a download of this inexpensively, if you go to Amazon for this book, you're going to pay hundreds of dollars. We sell the complete download for people for $27 so they can read this themselves. Those prophecies are in that book and a prophecy that says Switzerland is going to give up its neutrality. Switzerland is the country of neutrality. They will give up their neutrality, which will lead to very bad things because this will be at the time when war. It's right in there. And I've put it all this stuff up on the blog. We've been screaming, but we can't get heard. Our Google rating, after I started to publish Meyer's impeccably accurate info on COVID, we went from first or second page to 17, 20, who knows? Yeah, Same yeah. thing on YouTube. And people, I mean, <laughs> there's so much here, guys. I That's why I say to you, I appreciate this opportunity. And I'll try to keep it in the bounds because there's so much to talk about. Before we go uh, on here, let me let me uh, check with Doug. Doug, are you, are you back? Yeah, I'm good. I, yeah. I was actually, uh, I was looking for something on the House Intelligence Committee that you were talking about, Mr. Horn. And I had my my mic muted. I was like, oh, I got to find this, or I'm going to lose it, and I'm going to lose that train of thought. So here's my here's my question for you: sure. uh, the House Intelligence Subcommittee on Counterterrorism, Counterintelligence, and Counterproliferation. That's the one. Uh, when they held a hearing on the UAPs, the uh, mm-hmm. Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, right? They said that based off of naval intelligence, that the Phenomena Task Force, which is now created. Every year it's something new. Um, you know, it, they had, they had over 144 different events that they had examined and analyzed between 2004, 2021 that possibly were threatening to the national security of the United States. Now, I'm sorry, being, being former military and the fact that I worked for the government for 15 years, when we have these committees and task force go out, it's guys like me that they send out to do these investigations. So I know a little bit of what they're doing and what they're going through. Not everybody's top notch. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of these guys, they sharpen pencils with their teeth. So, you know, it, it, I, I understand that there's a, uh, <clears throat> there's a, there's a missing gap of intelligence there that can be filled with nefarious reasons for yeah. the threat. What I think is, the only possibility to say that it's an actual threat were the abduction cases and then the U.S. government coming out with the uh, the radiation burns, the uh, missing time, the uh, the people that, you know, had a, uh, a strange pregnancy out of nowhere or uh, the uh, the pregnancy actually disappearing because supposedly, you know, the aliens took the baby. There's a lot of cases of that. What's your opinion on that? When the U.S. government comes out and says that, there it's either that smoke and mirrors like no one's ever seen before, Wizard of Oz style, or there's something there. What do you think? Well, interestingly enough, I'm looking at uh, one of my blogs that I just put up a few days ago. It's called Conned by U.S. Government Predicted by Billy Meyer. And it's information from about 15 years ago in a conversation where Meyer 
is talking about the premeditated abductions which are credited ostensibly to the extraterrestrials as well, however, also simulated appearances of ET flying craft, which are then collectively declared to be ET appearances. The entire thing is secretively financed through governments, the military, industrial groups, and financially powerful ones who are interested in angst, terror, and hate being stirred up to their highest forms by extraterrestrials. Now, I, here's just a couple, I'm not going to read all this. Additionally, belonging to this plan is the invention of an imaginary extraterrestrial enemy, as well as a danger emerging from this, an enemy and a danger which naturally will have to be fought. Now, he goes on, and in this and in other things they have made clear, the so-called abductions, with the exception over dozens and dozens of a handful are secret military operations, not necessarily only by any that might originate here. Again, this is, I'm not telling you this is so, I'm giving you the information from this case. And the, the whole thing of hybrid babies and all nonsense, the mutilations, secret military, as Meyer said in that sentence, the whole thing is designed to stir up angst and hatred and fear because this is about fundamentally promoting big budgets for war. Now, look, every country has a right to defend itself, but logic tells us if this has been going on for 70 years, we have not been attacked. Now, have there been incidents where maybe a nuclear weapon facility was shut down? Mm -hmm. Right? Possible. There's not a lot about that in the material because Meyer's essence of what he's saying here is while there are negative, good and, you know, dark forces in the universe, and we could one day face them. Our enemy isn't coming from out there. Our enemy is human created on Earth, and the machinations of governments and secret services. This is, I'm not, I would never create, I've got a good friend, former Navy SEAL, former CIA guy, worked for George Bush, um, left that when he found the Meyer material, and he's told me many things that happened to him in the course of his career and what he learned, what he had to do. And, and I go, wow, you know, you, you've really been, you've had experiences there. I don't judge people negatively for being patriotic and wanting to stand for the country. Has the government always told people the truth? There is information in the Meyer case about things I guarantee none of us have heard about that have been conducted in by secret military experiments and people even beyond Tuscagoula thing and other things that are just disastrous. Would our, our government fool us? Why is there suddenly an investigation into UFOs? It's also there's a useful idiot contingency. The UFO community, all the enthusiasts, they suck up the bandwidth everywhere with nonsense. None of them, none of them will talk about the Meyer case because if they do, they can't promote their books or their nonsense. Nobody, nobody presents evidence. Nobody has one sentence, you, you know, useful, significant information. Meyer's published 45,000 pages. So it's astounding because if I come forward with this, it's like, what's this guy talking about? A lot of people give me that. I said, look, I know, I know how this sounds. 
I've studied, I've done research since 2000, 2001. I've done battle with every professional skeptic I could find. And they were all attacking Meyer. Now none of them will even, they won't answer my emails. I just debunked another one the other day, uh, one four weeks ago. And I put it up on, on online because we are being misled. We're, our Our problems are not coming from basically imaginary little big-headed, large-eyed, gray guys, which were androids. They are coming from the machinations of private interests. In 1948 or 9, young Billy Meyer is told that at about 1988, a, I think the term was used, a capital might, meaning a powerful, a powerhouse of finance would be formed, which would act as a shadow government to the United States. Can you say BlackRock? 1948, 40 mm-hmm. years before his grave. This material is so staggering. Billy has, I've interviewed 14 eyewitnesses. So the, the story now that since the 24 attempts on his life, there were just people from Ukraine in Zelensky's inner circle who within the past couple months wrote and called Meyer saying, will you please help us? This man is a Nazi. He's getting our people killed. We don't want war. We don't want war with Russia. This is terrible. And Meyer said, they cannot intercede. I am not capable of it. You must take responsibility for your path, your future of your country and your people. Shortly after that, and we published it on the website, I got information from Meyer. A large armored Mercedes limousine with Diplomatic plates from Ukraine pulls into his property unannounced, uninvited. Three men get out with a large six propellered camera laden drone filming his entire property. They refuse to leave till they're done. After that, the Swiss Air Force starts low flying planes, helicopter things. People are coming up there. He's been dodging this since he came public in 75. The CIA had their first lookout over Meyer's property. I drove by it many times. It's no longer used. They don't need it. Their technology is way beyond. So I am, what I try to do whenever I get a chance, because look, I would have loved Tucker Carlson to be showing Meyer's films and photos instead of this junk and talking about this case because he and the people, I'm not political one way or the other. I think there's loonies on the left. I think there's people that are extreme on the right. I think there's people on either side of the aisle that are reasonable. And there's people like me, maybe, who are not politically partisan, who may also be reasonable and loony as well. Okay. People have to have the opportunity to determine the truth for themselves. This is going to go very badly. Mike, here's the thing, a controversial thing. Climate change. Okay. People on the right think it's all crazy. People on the left think it's all the way they think it is. Meyer began publishing this information in 51 about unnatural man-made climate change. Climate change is natural, but human beings were contributing to it and would ultimately, we'd be at 75%. So you get crazy people like Greta Thunberg and other green people that don't know. We are, whether we go Fossil fuels or so-called green energy, basically we're screwed because all of it requires more energy to be produced and consumed. I asked Meyer in 2011 when I did one of my films on him, so what's the answer here? 
He says, the real answer isn't, you're not going to have free energy for a long time. True deep thermal, geothermal, not where they inject the dirty water into the earth, but the, where the heat comes up and operates the turbines. He said, you would solve 90% of those. Sure, you need to figure out what kind of cars you're going to run or whatever, but you would get rid of the pollution. You wouldn't have all, all this, the craziness that goes on in so many ways. So, I have tried to say, in my way, whenever I have a voice, I say about people that polarize or have this harsh view, oh, it's got to be, everything's got to be green. We're going to fly to all the green conferences and pollute the world more to to protest and give people a hard time. Or the other people are going to say it's absolutely crazy. Well, stuff is happening. Years ago, Meyer says, America will burn. Fires will be sweeping across the country more and more. Everywhere you turn, he predicts the eruption of Cumbre Vieja decades ago, which may not be over yet. Five volcanoes in, in 1948, his first extraterrestrial teacher says, after this, here's dates for you, between 2015 and 2017, there will be very strong earthquakes in central Italy that will be the precursors to the eruptions, if I can remember them, Mount Marsili, Mark, Etna, Mount Vesuvius, Mount Stromboli, and uh, Campi Flegri. Campi Flegri is a caldera. Parts of Italy will be going into the sea. Well, so I thought, well, what's this about? So I start looking it up. I find it. There's something, I don't know if it was wiki or whatever. Between 2015 and 2017, the strongest earthquakes ever to hit central Italy occurred. And now each of the volcanoes I mentioned, they've started to become active. These people, they can't, they can't come down and we would go nuts. It would, it the Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. would be destructive to us because there's so many different belief systems, political systems. They're saying to us, we want to help you survive. But if you do not try to pay attention and learn from this, we can do nothing. So now we, I put it this way, I think we cross the point of no return for certain things like the unfortunate confrontation with Russia, China, their allies, and the descendants possibly of extraterrestrials. They've described the weaponry that will be used against America in 1987. He described it. In 87, Billy Meyer spoke about laser, biological, chemical weapons, cloned, consciousless fighting warriors, and that there would be these super hurricanes and fire cylinders that would be sent against the country. In the same document where he talks about Finland, Sweden, and Norway, and before that he mentions Russia will move its troops to Arkhangelsk. I didn't know what Arkhangelsk was, Dave, Doug. Arkhangelsk is in northern Siberia. I had that on my blog in 2003 or 4. 2011, Russia moved its troops to Arkhangelsk. And I've got a whole bunch of articles. 
I'm trying to say they will be coming through Alaska when they've done their thing in Scandinavia or, and I don't know whether it's two years, five or two, I don't know. We are being asked to pay attention. Does, did Billy think we would be occupied by either Chinese or Russian troops or both? The way I read it, there will not be much ultimately, ultimately to occupy unless we wake up here. So this, I, you know, people say, oh, this is doom and gloom. I say, look, <laughs> I started out wanting to prove the prophecies wrong. That's my mission. And by that, I mean, I started when I started to do my first presentation, I started research in 79. I'm doing my first presentations in 87 and, and all. And I would say to people, look, these are the prophecies here. Let's make sure these things don't happen. Let's prove these things wrong. We, we can do that if we will just pay attention, ask the right questions, take recommendations. We're not being told that we've got to do this thing. We said, here's the, they literally put it, our advice and recommendations for this, for that, for this, for that. And I guarantee you, even if you agree with this, you're going to find something in this material that you're going to just absolutely not agree with. If they are equal opportunity offenders, they've had something bad to say about everybody in the planet. Israel, yeah, but the Palestinians as well. I, I mean, it's just like their overview, whoever they are, is so deep historically and politically when with the things that we don't know about the machinations behind the scenes, Billy Meyer fleshed out how World War III was avoided during the Cuban Missile Crisis when he and one of the ETs were on a Russian submarine speaking to a man in charge of either launching or not launching nuclear weapons because of radar information or mystery. I mean, be, this is beyond Star Wars stuff, and it is manageable. You know, you're giving me some time. We're talking, so I'm a little charged up here. We could take anything and do any amount of time you want on it. This is where I really implore people, look, folks, you don't have to buy anything. Yeah, I'm gonna, I mean, I've got an offer for you if you want a film or something, a book, anything, but the the blog I've got is so loaded with I have over sixteen hundred articles, all of which contain Meyer information about everything you can think of. When I mentioned COVID, when we first published that information, I'm living in Arizona, five cases. I send it around March fifth throughout the state. They wouldn't even call me a liar. They simply squashed it. Squashed it. We have now two point two something million cases and over thirty thousand deaths. The, the media wouldn't touch it, the, the local and state government, the medical system, the educational system. They shut me down. I called a PR company called Sision, formerly PR Web, an hour and a half pleading with the guy to let us put out the press release warning. Billy Myers already in November 19th said this is the, it was the result of an accident at the Wuhan lab. He nailed SARS before that in 1995, before the, so, this is what we're doing for, you know, this is why ufology and government committees. I've got my correspondence with Amy Munch from the, that committee, uh, the NSA advisor. I put it on my, in my blog. So I'm not lying. They'll never, this will never see the light of day. They know these people that are now, there's a new budget coming for this. I just saw this online. This is not about what could they do if it was real, if there was a threat. 
we wouldn't know about it. Why, why would we stir up the American people needlessly? If we were about to be attacked, that's the job then of the military to do the best they can. You don't start saying, oh, there's evil little guys lurking around that are a threat to us. It stirs paranoia, conspiracy theories all over the place and hides the truth that Meyer and his friends have been trying to get what will, what will, according to Billy, what will these ETs do when we're attacked? You mean uh, the uh, in, by the Russians and Chinese? Yes. Assuming that that proceeds, his his people can do nothing. This is not their job. They their self obligated mission was to come and inform and try to help us to understand our true history, the history of everything in our world, and where it has led to today. Their forefathers were among some of the ETs who represented themselves as the gods in our history. This is, and it's it's very provocative information, but they said, look, we cannot interfere here. Our forefathers, some of them, along with other ETs, came over many millennia and screwed you folks up. They helped to screw it up. You should straighten yourselves out, but we are not going to appear and cause more fear. And more. There was an outreach to the U.S. government by the Playaren extraterrestrials and Meyer in 1979 to the country. Can, can you say the name of that ET group again? Sure. They're called, really, they called themselves Playaren, P-L-E-J-A-R-E-N. However, Billy Meyer coined the false term Pleiadians. There is no life in the Pleiades. So that, because he said to them when they asked him, I think it was January of 75, he says, well, why should I call you Pleiadians? There's no life in the Pleiades. And he said, well, of course not. But that means, Billy, you don't have to bother us every time somebody comes forward claiming that they are in contact with us. They're channeling us. They're having our babies, whatever. They are self-identifying as not telling the truth. So, Forget about it. Move on. He said, okay, very clever. So we we have here a situation in which these real human extraterrestrials, ancestrally created to us, uh, related to us, cannot step into this field. We actually have over 9.2 billion people on the planet, not eight. And with everything that goes on, we can't even get along with the people down the street in the next state and next country. And it's obvious we're going to have to get through this. And it's a mixture of things. You know, basically, I say to people, you must prepare yourselves. Have healthy, interdependent relationships with people that you are aligned with to help each other. Whatever works for you, don't give way to fear. Don't make yourself, don't put a bullseye in your forehead by having to run out and try and confront, in my opinion, this is my opinion, don't rush to confront. They'll be coming at you soon enough. Do your thing with each other. You know, create harmony in your relationships with each other so that you can navigate. Because even though we know those of us that trust this material after having validated it, we know things are coming. We already see them now, but we've known for years. When things really hit the fan, they will still shock most people. Even people who are, you know, preppers or survivalists, still, now it's real. At that, It's up the ante, and it's up the ante. And then you've got the breakdown of the country, and whenever a war comes, we 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 need to soften this a bit. We need more reasoning between amongst us in this country 
we don't have to agree with each other. Clearly, most don't. But if we could reason with each other and find common principles that were not based in what is always advantage-oriented political partisanship, this side has to get up over. Folks, don't we all want survival? Yeah, let's put that one down on the list. We want survival. What are the other ones that we can agree on? Now we've got to work our way through how do we get there. Don't demonize the people that want to be prepared. Don't call them all, you know, crazy, you know, you know, whatever people call crazy them. preppers. There you go. Crazy preppers. That's the sweetest term you'll hear. And the ones on the other side, I call them the loony left. Now there are things about people that think on either side of the spectrum that are good and are right. But the extremes take people into polarization, into banging heads with each other. The hardest thing facing us will be cooperation. And as I've said for the material I published, feeling now that these people, these Pleiarans, said to Billy, our mission after 13,500 years has essentially failed. From here on, the next several hundred years, it will require the survivors to come together and to work it out without the old paradigms, or there will be no survivors. And so I've said, well, you know, I've long figured that I'm doing this for the survivors since I can't get, <laughs> you know, my little, get on my horse and, you know, wave my wand around. I can't stop the prophecies, but I can try to do my part for harmony with people. I, I have people that, look, Billy's been attacked literally 24 times. I've had a death threat or two, and people hate me. I don't dislike anybody, fundamentally. Now, there's people that I could say, oh, wait a minute, you child molesters and all that stuff. <laughs> but we're, we're talking about pe- people can dislike Meyer's material or my approach. Are we intrinsically trying to solve some problems and set that healing in motion now and maintaining it through the hard time to come? <laughs> I don't think we are at all. Um, and the bifurcation grows worse every day. Uh, there's very little difference between a lot of Republicans and Democrats. They're all there to cash in. The, it's, we've gone from a philosophy of America worst to America first to America worst. Uh, I think the fall is inevitable. One question I did want to ask you about Billy's interaction with the ETs, since they seemingly can look into the future. Have they mastered time travel in some fashion? Long ago. But it, they I seem to, now I'll use the word aloud, there are certain, let's just say, higher laws that they have to abide by, and they're very strict. These people have tremendous freedom because they're not bound by monetary things. They They can have whatever they want, but each person, each person on the planet has the same status. They have to contribute two hours of work every day. And then they have whatever they need. And then when we realize that what we need and want come together, when we're not worried about amassing and having more than others, okay. So one of the things that they can do and have been able to do in their society for a very long time is travel forward and or backward in time. That's how many of these prophecies, pardon me, which are probabilities and or predictions come to to exist. These prophets of the past, and I'll name them, and, and you you know, this will ruffle some feathers, but this is what's said. Enoch, Elijah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Emmanuel, Muhammad, and Meyer. Well, I, Muhammad, we'll get to who's Emmanuel, but what's this Muhammad? 
Well, what they're saying is, look, he was another true prophet. He, the Quran does not represent. He never married children. He was a liberator of women, and his task was to try to stem the power of the church so that people weren't enslaved by the church. And he, you know, now wait a minute. I said Emmanuel. Well, who's Emmanuel? Well, according to this information, if you want to know who Emmanuel was, go to Isaiah seven fourteen or Matthew one twenty three. No. And his name shall be called Emmanuel. There's a whole book that was discovered by Meyer and a Greek Orthodox priest. You talk about controversy. I won't go farther into it right now. But folks, you, you know, you can have a lifetime of study here. And may we all have long enough lifetimes, if we, whether we choose to do this or not. This is designed for us to take responsibility for ourselves to determine the truth if we want to, not outside sources. This is the destiny, according to, Meyer said it once in a sentence, the meaning of life is the evolution of consciousness. We have to evolve constantly, to learn, to grow, and all of that involves mistakes, stumbling here and there, great discoveries and pitfalls, but always Ultimately, as he said, each human being is the smith, the forger of their own destiny. And only by people becoming self-responsible, for better and for worse, just having to do, can we view each other and, and honor each other as true human beings who are dedicated to growing together and not looking always to have advantage over each other. Yes, they can travel in time, and that's how they did most of the prophecies and predictions do we have a latent ability in human beings to travel in time at least uh from a cognitive standpoint well here's here's something i you heard me mention before the earth foreigners three groups to live underground the third group Meyer refers to as the future earth travelers and what he has been told by these, the play iron, these are Earth human beings from the distant future who mastered time travel. They are not interacting with us. They're observing probably in effect, how did they end up there from here? Again, I cannot prove that one, but they have said it. And he mentions it in the, in the document. It up. It's linked from, an, from my website. I will just tell anybody that contacts me and wants more information, you know, I'll, I'll tell them where to find it. May I make one pitch? Is that okay or not? That's, I'll just say this. Yes. No, it's fine. Yes. Okay. Anybody that buys anything, the least expensive thing is, I don't know, 10 or $15, whatever it is. And, and those are, you know, documents, whatever. Uh, anybody who gets anything from my hard copy or digital site, including any films or books by Meyer, which are mind blowing. I will, if you just say free somewhere in your order, if you can't find it, email free or say, Dave, Doug, Doug, and I don't, anyway, just let me know. I will send you for free. The documentary we put out in 2008 called the silent revolution of truth, which some people say is the best UFO documentary ever made. And you get that for free, and you'll see what we were talking about then and what's come to pass and what Bill, Billy says about all this. Um, it gives you something to think about for an hour and a half if you want. And then there's plenty. But that's it's like it's a twofer. And I like doing that because um, 
you, you're not going to lose anything by whatever you get. We only have good material, in my opinion. And then that film, I'm very proud of that film. It was produced with a friend of mine, a, a German guy, who was able also to speak to them in, in German to clarify things. And then we translated it to English. So that's my big pitch. I'm not a big pitcher. I'd love it. But I do my work voluntarily for free. All of this is whatever I have. It's for free so that the people that will attack me for doing it for money will know that they're incorrect. Meyer has a nonprofit, Swiss nonprofit publishing company. <laughs> if you know what I mean by that, it's like, okay, can we see some paper? You know, it's very strict stuff. So it's like, please, take, if you go to the, the blog and you, you, there's a website where I have 200 more articles and stuff, you're just going to see the most amazing films and, and photographs in that beamship gallery that we have on the blog. I discovered, are we on, we're on Skype. Uh, on Zoom? We're on Zoom. Ooh. Okay. If I may, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to really quickly, if I have a minute to do this, I want to just pick up. I'll share a screen um, for you just a moment. Oh, good. Okay. Thank you. Um, um, I'll just show you a couple things that I want to show you because background and effects. Okay. So Meyer has photographed. I'm going to have to squirm away from this one a little bit. There's a series of nine photos. This is one from 1975-76 where he... Um, oops, what does this say? Oh, thank you. Wow. We're somehow here, right? Can you see my thing there? Uh, Dave, just back out of it. He's got it behind his screen. Okay. I'm trying to back out. Okay. Okay. There we go. Okay. So it's got something here. Uh, all right. So behind me is one of a series of nine photos where the craft circles the tree. You can see the reflection of the sky, of the tree, of the ground. These have been analyzed up the wazoo. Astronaut, U.S. astronaut, the late Gordon Cooper, we have him on film saying, oh, that Swiss man, Billy Meyer, he takes real pictures of real UFOs from extraterrestrials. I, he says, Cooper says, I don't know why people attack him. It's real. Okay. So that's the kind of thing. Here's like a, uh, probably a photo with two of them behind me. Uh, you can see, you know, a photo like this. But I'll show you another photo. This is one of nine photos. I don't know if you can tell. Let's see, where am I? Well, I'll, I'll sit out of the way. Up here, that's a stealth fighter plane. Right. Down there is a UFO. I found these two years ago in October. That's a top secret plane in 1981. We have nine photos. That's one of the UFOs in the Meyer case. The photos weren't even taken by Meyer. They were taken by Wendell Stevens, the, mm-hmm. the military investigator that the ETs, Meyer allowed him to come with the ETs on a couple occasions. We have a picture of Wendell and Billy Meyer in Arizona. Billy didn't fly here in a plane. So Wendell Stevens was hidden there at Area 51. He takes these nine photos independently authenticated by Kodak and by other experts. No one in ufology, no one in the government will mention them. A top secret. How, and we even have, we have two articles, one in which we show when you blow up this, these things and you focus in, this isn't a black plane. This was a camouflage self. It was, I think, literally the first of the stealths that was tested. We have photos from the test pilot of that plane. This is mind blowing stuff. And I have an article saying this is the key to our avoiding World War III. If our government will not tell the truth, we're not, these guys, this thing here, 
it could have vaporized that thing anytime. It simply remained in frame with each of the passes of the stealth. It was a clear message. We can do this. We mean you no harm. We're not attacking you. I I opened the box in this in Moab, Utah, and I started, and I'm looking at these photos. And I'm going, holy cow, you know. And I sent them off to Switzerland, and they're very excited. I've put up two film clips recently that are pretty impressive when you see them. Meyer in a video taking a photograph of a UFO hovering at a tree, broad daylight, then zooming in on it. And then I show the details of the craft and all this stuff. So this is not Lou Elizondo and these people who are just manipulating people. This is the real deal. When Lou Elizondo, if you know who he is, he came out with this, I will always tell the truth. I will reveal. So I wrote him on, I wrote him on Twitter too. And I said, so Lou, I saw that you always tell the truth. What's the truth about the Billy Meyer case? He, to this day, won't mention it, but he did one thing. I got sent a video by Sean Cahill, the Navy guy that's a friend of And here it starts off with Cahill looking at me in the camera, and he's got a cell phone. And then he looks over and he points, and in the front seat of this car, while I'm blabbing in the background of my video that I did learn, Lou Elizondo turns around and smiles and gives me a thumbs up like, well, tough luck, buddy. So... I've got Chris Mellon in writing, admitting he knows the Meyer case is real. I have Daniel Sheehan in audio, admitting he knows the Meyer. None of them will talk about it because it blows out of the water, the UFO threat, the need for us to be trillions more dollars to for a war with Russia that we're going to lose no matter. We need to back out of this stuff. And so here, you know, Billy had call, called me, you know, can you go to Moab, Utah? I think you might find something here. Okay. <laughs> Mind-boggling stuff. I'll give you one last story, if I may. This was in 2017 in January. I get a call at 8.30 in the morning on a Saturday. It's a gruff-sounding guy named Joe. I've told the story many times, but I don't think you may have ever heard it. I'm Joe. I'm an investigator. Will you talk about Billy Meyer? Yeah, why? I think it's a hoax. I said, okay, fine, let's go. Every Saturday morning for three months into the end of March, phone rings, anonymous Joe. It's not a conversation after about the first phone call. It's literally an interrogation. And I really respected this guy. He he was driving it. And then he disappears, comes back in late August. I'll tell you who I am. You're willing to talk to me still? I said, yeah, Joe, how you been? I've been fine. Now open your email. Okay. Ta- photos of tabletops. He says, you're looking at that? I said, yeah. He says, I am the former top investigator and supervisor for the United States Air Force OSI and Department of Defense. I personally vetted hundreds, supervised hundreds of cases, interrogations, high-level people, fingers on nuclear button, searched out moles, etc. I dug into all the information you gave me and more. The woman you said was just a child in India when Meyer was there, and she said that she saw the UFOs, and you know you have those photos and everything. Well, she turned, it's true. She was, she's a retired UN diplomat. So here's the bottom line, Michael. So yeah, your Billy Meyer UFO case is 100% ironclad, authentic. I will take on any skeptics in your behalf. Calls me back a week or two later. Listen, I talked to a couple of these UFO people. They don't know their ass from their elbow. Don't, I can't talk to anymore. I'm sending you the article. Publish the article. The protocols are there. You don't have to be an investigator to understand how to walk through step by step means, motive, opportunity, and all the rest. How this guy always is at the right place. He can take these photos 30 at a time, films. Just go through it. You determine the truth for yourself. And he says, one more thing. After we spoke, I watched every video. 
on Billy Meyer on YouTube. That is the most honest man I've ever seen. And I've been in the rooms with people who were very good at lying. <laughs> said, I, I read body language. That's an honest man. Have, you know, good luck to you. And basically he disappeared. Called me a couple times later, but that was it. Didn't want to have anything more to do. He lives, he's an expat. And since that time, no so-called credible skeptic will take this on. They certainly won't even answer these photos, let alone anything else. So that's why I said the UFO stuff, in a sense, it's the easiest. We can prove that. The prophecies and predictions, I marched up to an investigator, a NASA USGS investigator, uh, pardon me, scientist, who does the imaging on the Mars rover. Brought him three pages of duck. I'll stop. Go ahead. No, no, I just was no, no, you, amazing. You, you, how, how does the rover enter into this? Good. Yeah, you brought up, you brought up something that me and Dave were talking about earlier. Really? Okay. This and and I've just I've just been while you've been talking, I've been sitting here researching Billy Meyer and reading. So forgive me if I've been silent. No, it's uh, fine. We were talking about earlier, Mister Horn. We were talking about uh, the uh, the satellite Voyager. And how ever since it passed Pluto, if I'm correct, I think it passed Pluto almost 10 years ago. Uh, When it passed Pluto, it's now starting to project back at us a language. (laughs) Oh, that I didn't know. That's interesting. Should I tell you you what I was told today? I'll tell you, both of you. Doug, this was between our last conversation and us coming on the air with Mr. Horn. Um, Okay. I've got a source that was formerly NASA, never a straight answer. And uh, he used to go to those meetings, Doug, that I used to tell you we went to back in the late 90s. And I asked him about this, and he said, the speculation, you're going to laugh, and they're panicked over it, is that some alien force has come across this, and they're broadcasting to us in a language they think we could eventually decipher in a modality they know we can handle. I don't know if this is true, but this is what I was told. That's interesting. And I've I, known I this guy for 30 years. Oh, right. It would sound like he's telling the truth. There's no doubt about that. But you you mentioned the Voyager. So before Mars, let me give you something on the Voyager. In 1978, well, I'll run here. In On March 12th, 1979, a Monday, I believe, NASA JPL makes an announcement that the discovery that Io is the most volcanically active body in the solar system was the most important discovery of the of the Voyager mission, except for one thing. Wendell Stevens, three days before that, he was returning to the States. He already had in his possession the information from October 19th, 1978, from Billy Meyer, as he describes Io being the most volcanically active body in the solar system, the the composition of the ejecta, how far it goes, the speeds it's propelled at, plus the information about the, um, what do you call it, the sulfur ions that are expelled ultimately end up in the Taurus of Jupiter, and on and on and on, and, and this and that. He scooped NASA there, okay, five months. And I took on skeptics who were trying to tell me they could prove it was a hoax. They ended up validating it by trying to prove it by publishing information from a year later with the so-called new discoveries that Meyer had published a year and a half before. So that was fun. But we come back to Mars Rover. So I go up because I'd seen this guy online in an article. His name is Ken Hergenhoff. And I asked to meet with him. 
I went up with three pages of information and he really nice guy, big bear of a guy comes out. Hey, how can I help you? I said, Ken, thanks very much. I've got some information from you. Would you be so kind as to take a look at this when you have time and get back to me? Oh, sure. What I gave him was, and it's all, I have it all on the website and I have the story as well. Gave him three pages of information primarily, but not exclusively about Mars and about black holes, all published by Meyer from a few years to several decades before discovery. You don't, there's no way you, he didn't backdate it. He couldn't have ironclad copyright verified. This guy writes back. He said, well, could he just be a good guesser? I said, Ken, I don't think so. So he tried to challenge it. It was great. He says, well, I've never heard about this one lightning on Mars. This is a NASA JPL guy. Meyer publishes it in, I don't know, 82, 86, something like that. So I go on, and finally, it turns out NASA had discovered it in 2009. But Billy Meyer had described the water that would be found on Mars. Where? What direction would it flow? How deep? This, that. I mean, and it's all in these publications. It gives away practically. So, that to me, this is what I call the higher standard of proof. People can people can argue about UFO photos till the cows come home. Even though we can, it's real. All the analyses, the you know, and you've got all these experts saying it's real. It's real. Okay, you want to argue about you? Tell me how you fal- falsify a copyright. How you can have information? I ran this by a judge in Las Vegas, a retired guy, who came over to the table and. Mufon had given me a table there. They don't like me, but they did. And I, he's, oh, this can't be true. I'm interested in UFOs. It's Billy Myers. I said, Your Honor, can I step into your courtroom for a minute? And I go, oh, yes, please. Come on. Really cool guy. Older guy, retired. I said, Your Honor, if I tell you that NASA's claim that they were the ones who discovered that the core of Mercury is responsible for the contraction of the surface of the planet in 2004, they claim they've discovered it. But if I say my buddy in Switzerland published that information 32 years earlier, would I actually have to prove that? You says, well, of course you have to prove it. I said, so this book here, you see the copyright date, Your Honor? Yes. I said, because I knew where this one was. And I said, now do you see the copyright date here? And do you see where this man, Billy Meyer, asks this alleged extraterrestrial woman? Can you tell me, I've always wondered what the reason for the contraction of the surface of Mercury is. And she says, well, that's not difficult. It's the metal core. And I said, Your Honor, in your courtroom, who prevails? You do. How much is the book? How much is the film? People that, a lawyer, somebody, you say to them copyright, and you mean you can prove that's copyright? That you're going to walk out of there with the award. No claims. It's no hyperbole. It's not a conspiracy. We published it. And things that are in books, uh, you know, <laughs> people go nuts over the two planets beyond Pluto that... We've discovered after the turn of the century, they're in a book from 1978. They're on a 1958 document from Meyer. After the turn of the century, two small planetary bodies will be discovered. It goes on and on. And these people, their language that they speak to them, and they learn German. If they can travel in time and space, they can learn German. And they did. And that, and so it gets translated into other languages. Mr. Arnold, let's, I'm going to bring Doug back in here. Doug, we're almost out of time, and I wanted you, I know that you've been kind of silent and thought and gathering your uh, ammunition, so to speak. So why don't you just take this over real quick with some rapid-fire questions to close out? Okay, so 
I, I do I do a tremendous amount of research into history, especially World War II era U.S. government. Uh, Majestic Twelve was a gathering back in July, like fifteenth, seventeenth time frame uh, in the nineteen forties, I believe. And in that meeting, it's a one day meeting. There's no records, but there's you know there's no timestamp, there's no notes to it, but there's there's one record. That's actually in the U.S. archives, National Archives. It says Majestic 12 was created. This happened roughly around the same time the Roswell crash happened and everyone started to meet together. Uh, I think based off my research so far could be completely wrong. Uh, based off my research, I think that one of the reasons why Majestic 12 happened and the UFO scare from 46, 47, 48, where we saw like you know, almost 2,000 UFOs to be reported within the United States. I think that happened because, and this is my opinion, the Nazi scientists that we did not catch <laughs> and the and the um, the equipment in the laboratories, which uh, it's, it's documented fact, actually, that the Russians went into the other side of Germany that they had access to, broke down the entire factories, Packaged them up into trucks, which is an amazing logistical feat to literally break down a building. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't mean like a laboratory. I mean, they broke down the building and then okay. recreated it back in Moscow. And then they put everybody back to work, not for free, not with paid benefits like the United States did. Mm-hmm. They put their butts back to work or die. Yeah. I think Majestic 12. The UFO projects, uh, I don't really know what to, to think about a lot of the sightings because people see things that they can't explain and they explain it to the best way that they can, right? But I think there is definitely a, a military industrial complex planning within the government for how to handle advanced, uh, advanced aeronautical, um, uh, craft that we know through the America bomber project. That the, that the Nazis were working on multiple stage rockets, gigantic airplanes the size of freaking stadiums. Uh, they were working on things that we just did not have an answer for militarily. We didn't have an answer for it. It was the Nazi scientists who helped the Russians get the, get the rockets up off the skies first. They're the ones who helped get Sputnik in the air first. So obviously this is a real military threat, but why don't we say it? If we knew it, we have, I've, I've done the, I've done the documentaries already. I've done all the research already. I've shown how many different craft that were uh, a circular donut in origin that we have, you know, sitting out there at Groom Lake that we've recreated. You have Bob Lazar who says innocently he worked on a craft. He doesn't know if it's extraterrestrial. He doesn't know what it is, but it is something that nobody else has. Nobody could explain. That's right. And he only worked on this one part. Mm-hmm. I think the Nazis tapped into something. I, think, I don't I don't know how to explain it, but I think they tapped into something that put them above and beyond everyone else. The Russians got what we didn't get, and that's why all this is taking place now. I'll give you my understanding from the Meyer material and also then what Wendell told me as an Air Force guy. Unfortunately, the Germans, prior to the Nazism thing, were impulsed telepathically, their scientists, with information on how to build alternative craft because the 
unfortunately naive extraterrestrials in this case thought the Germans would be the most likely ones to bring peace and order to the world. They were kind of those kind of people, you know. They found out that that wasn't so, but they had input plans that resulted in the development of craft, but they then input into the designs limitations so they couldn't become true spacecraft. Now, let me ask you a question. Is that that's the same thing with the documents? That say, and, and Dave, I'll let you, I'll let you answer this. I know we're going a little bit above, but I, I want Dave to go into what his, uh, his father researched and worked with. And Dave, you can probably take it from here, but the conversations that our expats had and our Intel guys had with German scientists saying, where'd you get this information from? And they said, what, Dave? <laughs> well, my dad was, uh, they retired him six months early from naval service with full benefits to go to work with German scientists in Colorado that they had captured. And this work was on and off for about eight years. And he was doing the reversal of theoretical physics. And he asked him routinely, one-on-one many times, he said, where did you get this? And to a person, they said, we got it from ETs. And my dad said, did you ever meet them? And they said, well, no, but our commanders did. My dad defaulted to Genesis 6 and uh, fallen angels, spiritual inhabitations, and so forth. That was his belief in this because the <laughs> Germans couldn't produce their claim and prove their claim. But he also knew it was bizarre that they were two to 300 years ahead of us in physics. <laughs> well, let me add to this then, because this is all tying into one thing. According to the information in this case... The U.S., Russia, Great Britain, and even Canada got a hold of this material and began their developments of alternative craft, which exist in all these. And nowadays, even probably China has it and France may have. And see, we're talking about secret military levels. The official governments know very little about this. I'm sure it's probably still the case. Wendell Stevens told me, because he was a great, he, you drop a quarter in Wendell and you just sit down and be prepared for IMAX. I mean, he just was loaded for beer. <laughs> he said, during the Second World War, because the Nazis had developed some of the alternative craft, when the U.S. was going to do a huge bomber run, and he, I don't remember if he ever gave me which one it was, they had a couple hundred craft in the air or whatever, and he said the Nazis sent up just two of these, and one of them, uh, I forget what the other uh, other one functioned, one of them pulsed uh, a frequency that threw off the firing of the lead planes, the engines in the lead planes. I am not an aeronautical engineer. I'm just telling you what Wendell told me. He said, what they did with just two craft is they caused havoc with this attempted bombing run. I don't know if it's historical. I, I cannot tell you it's true. I can only tell you that he told me. He says the mystery to him, to Wendell, was why they didn't pursue developing those craft further because they would have been unbeatable. I know that answer. Um, and this comes from associates of my father. And uh, one of them had a son that eventually worked in the secret space program, now known as the Space Force. And the answer is this. They couldn't produce them fast enough to make a difference. Okay. They ran out of time. Yeah. And it's well, a simple answer. It's a simple answer. There's nothing exotic about it. But that's that was the story. In fact, actually, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, 
uh, these craft, many times it appeared, the alien craft was referred to as Foo Fighters. But that's different than what you're talking about here, that these were German-produced craft in underground factories. Yeah, Vril and Honey Boo, I think, were names associated with them. So all, all I'm saying is that not just the Russians, but other countries, including us, who were in the Allied effort, came into possession of enough information, somehow, one way or the other, even espionage from one country to another. And these things have been, remember I said in the very beginning, alternative craft have been under development in America since the 1920s. Uh, this stuff is, you know, kind of kept out of the history, as many things are. So the UFO part of this is very interesting. If it ever comes about uh, where you'd want to read <laughs> the information, the depth of information from Meyer with these people, basically telling him so much of this stuff, uh, it's it's staggering. But basically they, you know, at this point, have, they still meet with Billy because they still will have conversations with about information that is just so important and interesting, but it's not connected so much now to what their mission was to get the warnings into our world. They do ever more frequently speak about the Ukraine and what's going on there and what's coming and the fact that basically when, once we started to send that heavy equipment, that heavy fighting equipment, and the personnel to operate it, we were in a war with Russia. And this isn't going to suddenly go away. Uh, they gave some future viewing things. We had it weeks before the events happened as, as it's happened with the stuff with, uh, you know, COVID and other things. They said, this is coming. For instance, one of the things they mentioned that uh, just an anecdotal thing they threw out and I uh, watched it though. They said Switzerland is going to come up with a law shortly to limit the height that drones can go. And that seems like a little throwaway, but if that turns out to be true, it's simply another thing. Whereas because they never offer theories. They have no beliefs about anything. They don't know everything, and they only speak about what they do know or to say they don't know. So uh, this is where it starts coming. It comes back down to, okay, well, this is you and me and our families and our friends and all the people in the world that are crazy for power, whether it's the WEF or secret military or Black Rock or Black Wolf. <laughs> you know. What do we do? We try to make friends with each other a bit because we're going to have to pull together. Now, some people will may not ever feel the need for that, but others may. Not, we're not islands anymore. And we it, don't. Ms. Arne, is there a, a blue beam component to what Billy Meyer talked about? Will, will there be a made-up fake alien invasion designed to promote the development of world government? Years ago, well, Billy Meyer, 1958, in one of the specific uh, letters of prophecies and predictions said, in addition to his predicting the interconnection of computers around the world before we had them to interconnect, he spoke about that the people of Earth will be biochipped, every man, woman, and child, uh, under a central control in, I think he mentions Brussels at that time, unless people... Interesting fight that 1958 so you you mentioned a project that he says this agenda is there but he said people have to understand there isn't one single monolithic dark force in your world there are many interests that are groups that vie for power with each other and uh the you know these are power intended groups they are apolitical they will use whatever is necessary they do work to enslave people and destroy 
And uh, he also, at the time when I asked him, he's, I asked him about clones. And he says, this was 10 years ago at least, I asked him about clones. He said, oh, your government has worked on that for 30 years. They've already done some cloning. And, um, you know, he's, and then in the, when I found the article from 1987, which about, um, you know, the cloned conscienceless killer soldiers that will be turned against the people. Also, they warned about the uh, nuclear attack by China against India. The f- chance that Pakistan and India get into a conflagration. Other conflicts with countries, they forewarned. I was invited by a skeptical professor to lecture twice at NAU on the Meyer material. He was just, we would meet and we'd talk and he'd shake his head and then he called me up one day and he said, you know that information about, uh, this was in November of uh, 2015, I think. He said, you know, uh, my wife just came up to me and said, there, it, radical Islamists have attacked Paris. There's fires and everything. And he said, I said to her, thank you, but I already know that. So thank you, Michael, for sending me Billy Myers material from 1958 for warning of that. This stuff just will drive you nuts. And he I'm, does make distinctions. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I have a question. Uh, I know y'all have had some run-ins with SETI. <laughs> uh, and I watch, I've watched everything that Dr. Stephen Greer has put out for a video. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to at least the uncovering of government documents, I, that, I'm a true nerd at uncovering government documents and reading them because that history is fascinating. And weird. And if you've ever want to know how dangerous our government can be, look up Operation Northwoods. Uh, So I'm concerned about things like CE5, uh, the Close Encounters 5 technique. And I say that because I'm a Christian, Mm -hmm. you know, and and being that I'm a Christian, I am always going to be forewarning of people of false religions. And I believe there's a very dangerous context within people who are disparaged right now within their own personal beliefs. You've had the the governments wanting to have war with each other. We've had COVID, the lockdowns, and you know the the destruction of the dollar. All these things make people very depressed, suicidal. Uh, and then they look up into the sky and they say, "Oh, look, there's a savior!" Right? There's a savior. And then you have guys like Dr. Stephen Greer, respectfully who will go on these uh, vast meditations mm-hmm. and they will through their mind contact the nuts and bolts uh you know vehicle in 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 another galaxy and it appears and in my mind as a christian i say that's demonic that is not natural we can't do that that's not the way science works you know and i'm i'm very based about my science i i being in the military, being in government, I know how radio waves work. I've used all different kinds of crazy radios. But <laughs> what he is doing and what he is saying, I think it's dangerous. I think in one in one light, I love what he's doing because he's bringing about the fact that there is an unacknowledged program of you know extraterrestrial uh, vehicles and craft that were almost completely funded by the U.S. government. Nuts and bolts craft, actual abductions, and, and a staging of a a war, and saying that the aliens are a threat. Right. That's I think he's. I, 
I think he's correct when he says that because the military industrial complex cannot be fed enough. It always needs new meat. However, the contacts of something that you can't prove, you're not testing the spirits. You know, obviously this man, I don't care if he says he's a Christian or not. That, that is, that is something that as Christians, we go, you don't do that. You, you, the Bible specifically says you don't do that. All right. But there are going to be people around the world. And I've, I've covered this before who are going to be fooled by a alien savior religion. Do you ever deal with anything like that? Yeah, you've hit on so many things. Remember, I said there was a group underneath the Great Pyramid. They were going to enslave the world through what? A false second coming. They had manufactured the artifacts, the long turned to dust cross of the crucifixion, the spear of destiny, the crown of thorns. And Billy was shown these things and told these will pass tests on earth, but these were manufactured by these people. This is a whole story here. Now, they are no longer here. Let's hit on the things you were just talking about. Myers, I had asked him about the false ETS. He says it's always a possibility. It still is, because in this committee that's being chaired by Andre Carson, he's talking about the threat is exponentially increased. So in my article, I wrote, how do you exponentially increase a zero threat? Okay. What Greer... I offered personally offered Greer the whole Meyer case stuff in 2004. Wouldn't even look at me in a public presentation. It's okay. He pumps out there. He's got done some really good work. He's always pimping for money and uh, free energy devices. We don't do that because we don't. That's not what this is meant to do. Okay. So here's the thing. I'll tie it into another so-called case, ESETI, a guy named James Gilliland in Mount something or other in Washington. He comes up to me in May of 2004 in Arizona. We're both at a UFO New Age Expo thing. He says, hey, you're Billy's guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, here, I've got a videotape of my my contacts with extraterrestrials at Mount, I always forget where it is, Mount Washington, whatever. He says, will you show it to Billy? I said, yes. So I go to Switzerland, and this is actually in their documents because he is meeting with one of the ETs saying, Michael Horn gave me this. It's from a guy in America. Would you take a look? And and they go back and forth. A number of the sentences spoken, and the guy says, this is not extraterrestrial. This is secret craft from Area 51. This man is under delusions that he's in touch with extraterrestrials, but it's not the truth at all. Well, when when I brought that back for Gillard, and then he really hated me and Billy Meyer. What's to say? Stephen Greer can't prove this because here's the context. We're going out to the desert to shine flashlights for aliens on demand, everybody. So the guys at Area 51 say, hey, well, Greer's at it again. Uh, let's, let's go over there. And as they sit there, you know, and then he's not in. Now, look, under worst case, if there was an evil ET group, but what's the point? Where's the payoff? Anybody that's evilly intended. They can get here from there and is hovering around. They could have taken this place long ago. So I don't, don't think that Greer is calling in extraterrestrials. I think he's being played as well. It's so obvious. I would shine your flashlights, aliens on demand. Look, they're, they're blinking their lights at us. Well, <laughs> all I can say is that if, if you could really just, you know, meditate and sit on a rock with a group, group of random people, and contact a race of beings 
from wherever they came from with the means that we do not know how to explain, Stephen Greer would be arrested. And hear me when I say this. Uh, 15 years in government, I'm telling you right now, Stephen Greer would be arrested and you would never hear of Stephen Greer again. That's why what do we th- do. Why do you think there have been 24 attempts on Meyer's life? How do you think he gets in contact with these people initially? And then he has his face-to-face meeting. So I'll just put this out for information. Human beings have capacities, mostly not de- developed at this time by people on the planet, that we would call either paranormal, we call them possessed, whatever you want to call it, but they may actually, in if they do exist, and if they ever come into the service of human beings, our science would be able to figure that out and say, oh, that's how that's done. It's not demons, it's not evil, this or that. It's a capacity that's not unlike the capacity when you have a hunch about something, when you get an inspiration about something, that we there is more to us than we know, which is part of why Billy's written 60 books. We're not going to sit around and get in touch telepathy. What for? These are advanced people that don't need to mess with, you know, float Aunt Edna through the walls or bring Uncle Joe on board a ship and get his valuable genetic material. That's the disinfo stuff that did come after Roosevelt knew, was informed about the crashes, the real crashes of E.T., what do you think that broadcast with Orson Welles doing H.G. Wells was about? It was to start the whole disinfo fear of evil aliens, whether they're demons or, you know, reptilian. Well, I, I will I will say I'll actually give weight to that. I never thought about that, the War of the Worlds. But if um, you – and here's homework for people. Look up Project Mockingbird. Yes. The CIA – owns mainstream media they own it they tell them what to talk about and back then it was the magazines right they told the magazines what to publish radio stations and then when the tv the television finally came in um they owned that you know and that's where a lot of the subliminal messaging came from here's my my last question and that's that's brilliant i'm glad you brought that up because now i'm going to write something about it because oh, it, it, if you are you know about the sog team the uh-huh. okay so meyer had written about that some time ago and also in there had mentioned in one of those documents about the uh, microsoft uh, windows having a backdoor under computers before it was published anywhere i mean they do that all the time he's put himself at risk for that so if you need any of his material to do your deep dive on we'll be in, we'll be yeah. in contact on that yeah okay. we're, we're going to have to do a follow-up show because I'd like to get into the maybe the ten biggest predictions Billy Meyer made in terms of severity, uh, importance, and so forth. I think it's this. I'm getting an education here. It's, I mean, I know about Billy Meyer. I've heard shows about it, read about it. Dave, but I, I'm your Dave, we're getting an education. Well, we're we're 15 minutes over time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Did Doug have a last question? That we accommodate or not? We can do it later if not. I'm sorry. Uh, so here, here's the last question. Uh, Professor Zahi uh, vindicated your work and, and more or less came out and, and proved uh, the photographs. He's one of the people that did it. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I think the this will be the one of the next things that we bring up 
uh, for the next time we, we bring this up because I would, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and, and capture a bunch of the, uh, the other photos that we can go through. So what, there's over 60 photos, right? I think yeah. it's like six, 60, okay, 617 remaining. Yeah. So, so I, I want to be able to bring those up and share them with people, uh, because as, as I go through it, there's a lot of correlation, uh, to photos that have been drawn throughout the years of, of, uh, unidentified objects, yes. which I, I just, I'm fascinated because I'm like, Damn, I don't think I've ever really gotten into this research like this. So yes. thank you very much for, for, you know, the, the stories that you shared in the accounts Absolutely. that you shared. And yeah, I, it's been I, we, fantastic. Yeah. I, I can't wait to have you back on. I think this is, this is a good break from reality and <laughs> politics. This is better. Actually, I, I think this is highly political. I think it drives politics. It, it, it drives the military industrial complex and the economy because these things come We talk about Build Back Better all the time. Mm -hmm. This is part of it. You know, the Rand Corporation, right? The the whole thing. There's tons of information here, so we will share that. Listen, I I have to thank you so much. This is the first time I've been allowed an audience like yours. It's just it. Well, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, you are always welcome to come onto this platform. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, uh, we'll, we'll make sure we get with the uh, scheduling agent and we, we do this again because I, I think this may be a three or four part series, Dave. Anything you want. <laughs> that sounds good. It's been a real distinct pleasure to have you on. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Mr. Horn and Doug. I guess on behalf of the Doug and Dave Intel report and all the other entities that we represent, uh, Heroes Nation, the Common Sense Show TV. I want to thank everybody for being here, and I'm sure your brain hurts because you got a real download today. Uh, but we'll come back and decipher it more. Uh, this is our hidden history, and it's about time we got into it. Thanks a lot, gentlemen. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at the TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.